The Super Bowl is just a week away, and I got to tell you, Deerberg's has something for everyone at your party. And today, our focus is premium whiskey to celebrate that fantastic Chiefs victory, Whistle Pig, which is one of my favorites. So today, we're talking specifically about the Piggyback Series with our good friend, Mike Ward, Ward on Whiskey today. That's right. That's right. Great beer. I love this brand. Oh, I it's do so too. It's so good. So there's a rye and there's a bourbon. And I want to be clear. The rye isn't a bourbon. It's just a whiskey. It's a rye whiskey. Okay. Yes, that's right. To be a bourbon, you have to have corn at least 51%. At least 51% corn. I think I got that mixed up when I first started drinking whiskey and bourbon, and I thought that bourbon could be a rye bourbon, but you're ne- there's never going to be a little, little bit of rye in it, and they can call it a rye bourbon? Well, they can't call it a rye bourbon, Okay, but there can be a little bit of rye in the grains. So let's start with how does whiskey start? It starts with grains, mm-hmm. and it has to come from things like barley or malted and malted barley, which typically a scotch or an Irish whiskey would, would have. And then in the U.S., more rye. That's kind of the history when we started making whiskey here in the 1600s, 1700s, we were using rye. And then eventually it, corn was used. So And wheat can also be used. And that's where you get sugar. You convert it into sugar in order to ferment it and then take that liquid that you fermented. Liquid into, gold. Yeah. Uh, but it's really not it's necessarily of, whiskey yet. More of an amber. Mm-hmm. Has to go. Has to be distilled, and after distilled, it goes into the barrel, and that's where the you know the, all the magic happens to make it officially a whiskey. But if you start out with corn, at least fifty-one percent, and by law, bourbon can come from anywhere in the U.S. Has to come from the U.S. Has to have majority corn, and has to be aged at least two years in new. White American oak barrels. All right, here's a great question from someone in the 618. Isn't most Canadian whiskey rye? Well, that's a loose term, and yes, the answer is yes. Rye is a traditional grain for use in Canadian whiskey, and they kind of loosely use the term rye. They call things rye whiskey. And, in fact, that's kind of where Whistle Pig started was sourcing some barrels from that were forgotten about really? uh, in, in Canada and, until they started making their own whiskey. So where is Whistle Pig made? Vermont. Made in Ooh. Vermont. And really there, you know, Dave Pickerell, who sadly passed away since starting the distillery, uh, that was the passion was to give this rebirth of rye whiskey in the U.S. because there was such a tradition. And then around the, you know, 50s and 60s, nobody was drinking rye anymore. And it really fell off the, the market. You know me, Mike, and when you say rye, all I can think about is rye bread pizzas. Because that's all I can think about all day long. No, oh. rye bread pizzas, yeah. dogtown pizzas, pizza, pizza, pizza. You know, a, a great whiskey educator told me in a seminar, and this makes sense. If you're trying to visualize a rye whiskey versus a bourbon versus a weeded whiskey, think about eating a piece of rye bread and then tasting the whiskey. It tastes very similar, or eating a piece of cornbread. And then taste bourbon, and it tastes similar. But that, or wheat bread. that is true. Yeah. That's my question, though. Rye bread gets its real taste from the anise, right? Is there any of that in rye whiskey? Well, there isn't, but some of the taste of the rye bread will come from the actual grains. And then also, you know, it has to be baked. So think of, you know, uh, a rye whiskey sitting in the barrel 
and aging and so, uh, in in contact with the side of the barrel that's been cooked and charred. So that's where you kind of get those those connections that doesn't taste exactly like it, but you can definitely make the connection of spiciness yeah. in a rye whiskey. Uh, somebody wants you to explain what makes Tennessee whiskey. Ah, uh, yes. Tennessee whiskey is whiskey, but it's not a bourbon. In Tennessee, it has to be filtered through charcoal, and it's a process called the Lincoln County process. Does it and have to be made in Tennessee? It has to be made in Tennessee to be a Tennessee whiskey. Okay. It's- Can- Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey in the next state over is made, is not filtered through charcoal and is made in Kentucky. And that's where it gets its name. However, a bourbon can come from any state, like in this case, Vermont. God, yeah. So what I was also looking at that I really liked about Whistlepig, and I did not realize this, but there are two women at the helm. Yeah, which, you know, uh, is I, I love that. I do too. Is that it, uh, unusual for whiskey? It is. Uh, you know, it's becoming more uh, mainstream. Okay. You know, nowadays in wine and in whiskey, we don't even think about it anymore. It's a person making it. Who cares, what, you know, what, yeah. where they came from? To see women really get their, uh, the, get their start and then become really legitimate, you know, uh, bl- barrel blenders or, you know, or distillers is fantastic. And I strongly support it. And, you know, let's let's face it, they probably have a better palate yeah. anyway. So uh, how long has Whistlepig been around? So um, start, Dave Pickerel started it around probably 15 years now. I don't have an actual so date, but it's been around new. and started it with those barrels of Canadian whiskey that until because you can't start a distillery, you'd have to wait 10 years. Because that's where they kind of got their start with those 10-year barrels. Now, in the case of Piggyback, which you can get this weekend at, at Bob's Barn and Deerberg's, uh, it's six-year aging. So that's the whole idea behind this kind of brand extension of Piggyback mm-hmm. uh, that they started before uh, Dave passed away was to, to do a six-year aged whiskey because their other whiskeys are 10, 12, and even even more, 18 years. What do you get the longer it's aged? What's the true difference between the 6 and the 10? Well, I think a couple of things. I think people are uh, misled to think, oh, it's going to be stronger and harsher. And, and you know, sometimes it is if they're not cut, if it, if the proof is, is higher and they're not cutting that and diluting it. Uh, but I think it's smoother and mm-hmm. you really get some more additional flavors. The whiskey will be evaporating inside of the barrel and you we've talked about this before you know what the evaporation is called right yes the angel Angel share share. yes and uh so that's concentrating the whiskey but also going through all the seasons in vermont you know they have winter and it's a little bit warmer in the summer and the the whiskey soaks into the barrel and comes out so the temperature change will make the whiskey soak in and come out well speaking of i mean does whiskey or bourbon need to be made in a state where you have all four seasons? Well, it does not, because think of Irish whiskey and Scotch whiskey, yeah. where it's a little have, bit yeah. more even. They have one season. And Canada, you know, you, mm-hmm. you get a good summer in Canada. Um, but you really need to make, make whiskey somewhere where you can age it in a barrel. And you can really make whiskey anywhere. J- Japan, yeah. India, you know, whiskey's made everywhere. Uh, and you said the world's most popular whiskey by volume 
was some whiskey in India, right? I think it's the most consumed, consumed. whiskey. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. 1.5 billion people. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got a good head start. And whiskey is a big part of their culture and their, you know, society. So, yeah, yeah. They, and they drink a lot of scotch. I mean, outside of the U.S., countries really drink a lot of scotch. Um, I was going to ask you about Angel's share because whistle pig, piggyback, this is what we're dealing with today. Is this a, a, a bourbon term that maybe I'm not familiar with like Angel share was? What, piggyback? Yeah. yeah. What, what's the what's the name? It's funny. I was doing some research on that because I thought I really want to get this correct. And the only thing I could find was they said when years ago when Dave, who's a big guy, you know, he was big and big personality. I never had a chance to meet him. I Ugh. wish I did. But he would he did a lot of promotion for his brand and he had to work with a lot of bars and bartenders and doing promotions. And apparently he would sometimes give him a piggyback ride. Oh, really? But, but what they what they really want to do with this and, you know, obviously whistle pig, the pig kind of, you know, connection yeah. there. They really want to make sure they're separating this from their other expressions of whiskeys because there is a different age statement and they really want to make this, you know, a brand to its own. And I, I like that. Yeah. Well, somebody is wondering, and I would say this is probably a good one, but can you recommend a bourbon for beginners? Well, uh, so you might want to look at a weeded bourbon. I think we're not talking about Maker's Mark today. We, we do fr frequently talk about Maker's Mark. It's It has a lot of flavor to it, and it is my kind of standard great for Manhattan. I would also want you to try the piggyback bourbon, mm -hmm. okay, because uh, it has a, probably a little more flavor to it, but I, I think you can easily see the difference in the two. Maker's Mark, weeded so corn and wheat, the piggyback, corn with rye, and you can really see the difference in those two. And then try them with a cocktail. Do a Manhattan with each, and you'll see the difference. Basil Hayden is what first kind of got me interested it's in little, bourbon and it's whiskey. It's great. A little on the lighter mm -hmm. side. Perfect for, on the lighter. for cocktails. Right. right. Yeah. Now, I am a beginner, and anytime I do have bourbon, it's in a cocktail, either a Manhattan or a Boulevardier. So it's one of these things where the shock on people's faces when I'm mixing a really nice bur Heidi would fall out of her chair. And I'm like, what? what's the big deal? Is whistle pig piggyback either the rye or the bourbon? Is this something I could mix into my Manhattan or should I leave this for a sipping bourbon? Absolutely. Make it into a Manhattan, Old Fashioned, Boulevardier, any kind of cocktail. That's the intention of this brand, that you can sip it outside or next weekend watching the foot Super Bowl if you want. Also make it into a cocktail. And I do want to also mention for Deerbergs, they have two barrel picks. You're familiar with those barrel picks and how that works, right? No, tell us how it does. So people from Deerbergs went to um, Vermont. And they pick some barrels for them, and they get to pick out oh, their that's particular cool. barrel. Oh, you really? Can, you can get these Whistlepig 10-year barrel select. Now, I do want to tell you something about these, though, that's significant. And there's also a piggyback barrel select at Deerberg's and Bob's Barn. The 10-year is 104 proof, and the uh, piggyback is 107 proof. So my, my recommendation, right, with those maybe sipping whiskeys... And the regular piggyback brand is your cocktail whiskey. Okay. What does the percentage mean? Does it mean it's stronger or is there anything else that if it's 100%, if it's 
96.56 proof. What does that mean? 100 proof is 50% alcohol by volume. So anytime so you see of proof of a number, the alcohol is half that number. Correct. The okay. actual alcohol. And the proof is a kind of an older measurement to make sure that, they, that the distillation was the way that they wanted it to. Uh, in the old days, they would mix the whiskey with gunpowder and light it on fire. And so, uh, which is interesting. Yeah. You know, sounds, what could go wrong with that? that sounds like fun. <laughs> but, but you wanted, you know, a little bit of your whiskey with a little gunpowder to get a flame going and you light it on fire. And then you, if you have a nice, even kind of blue colored flame, you're about at hundred proof. Now today we can take it in a lab and, and test it. Um, but that's what that means. And to me personally, higher proof is better for sipping. I can't really handle the really high proof ones, but this is not my, my How high does it go? Oh, you can have 119 proof, 120 proof right out of the barrel without being what's, diluted with water. What's Everclear? Oh, well that's but see, Everclear or something like that is distilled differently to a much higher proof. Whiskey's only distilled to about 165 when it comes off the still. Everclear is made in a different type of still where the proof can go much higher. To, <laughs> and, all the yeah, way. You, yeah, you don't want right? yeah. Yeah. to. Okay, so that. many that questions no. coming in for you. Somebody wants to know what you think about Bardstown. I loved Bardstown. We went and did the, went to one of the old, uh, I think it's one of the oldest taverns. Yeah. You know, there, and it's just a cute little town. What do you think of it? Well, two of my favorite places to visit, uh, uh, the the Whiskey Trail, Bourbon uh-huh. Trail in Kentucky, so Bardstown and Louisville and, and Lexington, and then Napa Valley and yeah. Sonoma. So, I mean, if you want one, I mean, it's like adult Disney World going it, to there. It really is. And, and you really can get educated. Those people are so knowledgeable and so passionate about their brand. You can go and, and you know, you can go downtown Louisville and visit a lot of the newer distilleries have. Angels uh, is there. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and it's good. If you've never done it before and you're interested in whiskey, and even if you're like mildly interested, you will have fun and you mm-hmm. should go. It is. And even when you just go into the tasting room, they know so much yeah. about it. Somebody wants to, uh, is wondering, was the original Manhattan made with rye? Well, it was. And also back to Louisville, make sure you have a driver or Uber. Yes. But, uh, yeah. It, and rye was the original whiskey, U.S. whiskey. And so when man, and there's a couple of different uh, things that you can see to make, you know, where Manhattan was started. Uh, the, the actual cocktail and how it was put together or, or Sazerac down in, in New Orleans. But uh, yeah, r- rye was the was the grain. And when after the, the Revolutionary War and the government started taxing rye and whiskey makers for of rye whiskey to pay for the war, all those people or many of them started moving to Ohio, uh, Indiana, Kentucky, and transitioned into corn from rye and i really like a sazerac but it is really sweet it depends can't you say a little bit i mean you can tell them to go easy on the i'm asking them for more oh (laughs) and it depends if you like sweet and then how how do you determine like okay well what should i use bourbon for my manhattan or should i use rye i would say try both first and see what you you know which one you like uh, but don't discount one over the other, or even the Tennessee whiskey. We, yeah. we, Uncle Nearest is a a, a brand that I Somebody really like a lot. Somebody said that uh, that's by a woman. Yeah, yes, it is. Uncle Nearest uh, is a great whiskey. They found the recipe, 
and uh, and now has a, a woman distiller, and it's a great brand. It's amazing whiskey. to me, and this is what I have found doing a couple different tastings, just how different every single one is. And you really do find what you like and don't like. Now, obviously, I do like bourbon. I do like whiskey. I do like rye. But that also means that then I have to get into the gym and maybe stay a little bit longer. And a great yeah. place is Club Fitness because you can knock it all out. You can get your cardio in because they've got all kinds of cardio equipment. You've got the elliptical. You've got the treadmills. You've got the bikes. You've got the rowers, whatever it is. Or maybe you want to jump in a class and they have so many options when it comes to group exercises, more than 400 classes each week. But then what I think makes Club Fitness really special is not only do they have the big floor, but they also have the boutique like workout studios like the Pulse Studio or the Women's Training Studio. So if you want something that's a little smaller, a little more dialed in, you have that. There are 19 area clubs, each one open 24-7. They also have all of the best when it comes to relaxation and recovery, like the Hydro Lounge. You've got red light therapy. I'm telling you, whatever it is you're looking for, you'll find it at Club Fitness, the ultimate fitness experience. You can learn more clubfitness.us it is well you guys have so many great questions we're making mike hang out for a little bit longer somebody says uh wheat barley rye don't work for people with celiac disease are there any good gluten-free bourbons really none that i know of and i don't know how you would do that because you got to have those grains to and that's what whiskey is you know, there's probably some vodkas that you could make because you, you can be more loose with what the original sugar source is. But, uh, you know, with, with whiskey and grains, somebody is do it. asking about Bullet. Is Bullet a bourbon? It is. Yeah. yeah. They do a rye too, though, don't they? They do. They do. And many bourbon makers also, some don't now, you know, but some also do a rye as an extension of their brand. Got you. Somebody uh, from the 618, I like Crown Vanilla. Can you rent? recommend something like that and then they say thanks for having word on wine on i always learn something well thank so you do I. thank you for listening and this has been a great segment uh and if you like crown vanilla or a brand that has a flavor what i would tell you is there's so many out there and and do a little research you know we were talking in the break about honey you know do you like that like you know jim beam makes a honey whistle pig does not really get into that. They don't, they, it's just the whiskey. There's a lot of brands that have, you know, different flavors. However, they do have this Whistle Pig Signature Maple Cocktail Syrup. What is this? Well, they started, this is brand new, and uh, I was glad to, to bring it here. And I don't think you can find this in, in Bob's Barn yet, but I think you'll be able to. And this is where they make a maple syrup, and they've done this before. I've had their maple syrup before, and they have these great barrels. The sides of them have the whiskey soaked Ooh. into them. You put a little maple syrup in there and, uh, and and let it age a little bit and pick up those flavors, and that's what this is. So maybe you take the whistle pig piggyback, and then you put like a little tablespoon of the Whistle Pig Signature Maple Cocktail Syrup in it. This is exactly four cocktails, and uh, the website has all the recipes on it. So this, what, how great would it be to sit at home and watch Super Bowl? Oh. You know, and uh, and have a little whistle pig. Speaking my language. Yeah. I'm a senior, but as a young adult, I used to get bronchitis really bad. My dad gave me a shot of rock and rye. Not sure if I'm spelling that, but do they still make it? I think they still make it. It is kind of the original flavored whiskey because it's rye whiskey. 
with a little rock candy and some vanilla and some other flavoring. Rock candy. So, yeah, they uh, let it soak, you know, and uh, um, kind of pick up all those flavors. But it's an, it is a, uh, an, uh, I'm not going to say I'm catching myself, not an old brand, but it's a, a brand that's got a lot of history to it. But I bet you could find it somewhere. All right. And somebody has a request for next week. Somebody's saying, I just dialed in, but can you have uh, Mike talk about Mardi Gras cocktails, like hurricanes, next week for Mardi Gras? Yeah, we have a really fun feature for next week related to the Super Bowl that I can't talk about yet. But with Mardi Gras coming up, we can definitely add that in. And we have Valentine's. Yes, we do. Speaking of Valentine's Day, Deerberg's has so many options. They actually do free delivery on Valentine's menus. You can use a, a promo code. You can. Get a live lobster if you want to do something really special, but you don't want to go out and spend a fortune. You can do steak and lobster, a little surf and turf yourself. I mean, I don't know if you've ever paid attention to the meat counter at Deerberg's, but it is the best of the best. So uh, you could also just do one-stop shopping. They've got flowers and roses. You can pick it all up at Deerberg's. And, of course, for the Super Bowl don't sweat over that stove. Get ready for the Super Bowl by just running in Deerberg's or having them deliver. And you could do all of the little sandwiches, little dollar rolls. You can do the charcuterie board. You can do all of it. Actually, you can have Deerberg's do all of it, and then you just kick your feet up and enjoy the big game. Just go to Deerberg's.com. You can find all of the great deals that I just mentioned. Mike Ward, it is always fantastic having you here. And the piggyback, the whistle pig, the uh, age six years, you've got the bourbon and the rye. That can be found in most Bob's Barns by Deerberg's. Yeah, definitely. And thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. And Mike at WardOnWine.com if you have any questions. Cheers to you.